Welcome into the flagship on this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, been on Twitter. Right for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and a foot of on three. And if you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. And you can sign up for the Ole Miss Spirit, a sub for the Ole Miss Spirit today for the low, low cost of $1. You can sometimes find Walker Jones there, but for the most part, he's busy. A busy, busy man, especially this time of the year, heading up Ole Miss's Grove Collective. And Ole Miss football recruiting in particular is on an absolute heater. Walker coming up in just a second. Before we jump to him, let me tell you briefly about the newest sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network, Riverland Roofing. Would you like peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. As a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states all you got to do today is text or call Riverland at 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Or visit riverlandroofing.com. That's riverlandroofing.com. For all your roofing needs, Riverland Roofing. Walker Jones, my friend, how you doing, buddy? I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those strange things where it's uh, exhausting and and stressful, but exhilarating and rewarding at the same time, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's that time of year where there's just so much going on. We're getting ready for a new year, six bowl game. Basketball is in the middle of, you know, both men's and women's basketball are playing and you've got this portal season now early signing period, you know, it's just, it's the confluence of all these things, uh, that create, um, just a lot to do. And, um, you know, but look, it's, it's, uh, you know, when you're in the storm, you kind of just how do we get through it and get to the other side? And then you look back on it and say, yeah, it was pretty fun going through that. Um, you know, and I guess that's kind of how I will feel, you know, here in a month when I can start sleeping again and, you know, get back to my my family. But uh, I love it. I love what we're doing. I love, um, you know, it's a great time right now. I mean, you just think about all the positive momentum we have going right now with with a 10 win season in football, New Year's Six Bowl. Um Chris Beard, one of the few undefeated basketball teams left. Coach Yo going to have another great season. You know, baseball getting ready to crank up all the things that we have going on right now. And I just think it's a great time. We say it a lot, but it's truly a great time to be an almost rebel. And, you know, I, you know, for more, my job is to continue to offer one of the best um, NIL platforms and collectives in the country that help our athletes, number one, stay here um, and, and truly maximize what they're doing. And then, our coaches to use it in recruiting and in the portal to attract kids that, Hey, look, if you come here, you can see uh, the Grove collective is highly functioning, uh, very impactful. Um, and it's going to be a great partner with you when you get here. So yeah, Ben, it's, it's, again, it's, it's exhausting and it's crazy, but it's also like, frankly, like exhilarating, exciting, and, and um, very rewarding. Well, it was interesting because when I talked to you in May, uh, this was after, I mean, look, Lane's been progressive and aggressive in the portal since it's found founding in like 2020 back in COVID or whatever. But um, you said May, uh, what's really sticking out about Ole Miss is operationally it's working so well. Y'all aren't necessarily just going out there and dumping the largest bag on every single tra uh, transfer potential guy or uh, returning player like a Trey Harris who comes back. Uh, in May, you told me straight up, I mean, two of the – Two of the guy, or all but two of the guys that Ole Miss signed last portal cycle came to Ole Miss for less money, and now you look at what is getting done now with the coaching staff and the Grove Collective, 
and the run that y'all have had, not only with transfers, but also with returning players. Is that still like the case where it's just, I think this is a good example of operationally how Ole Miss is just kind of ahead of the game. Is that fair more than just, hey, yeah, Ole Miss is running around throwing bags everywhere? Yeah, well, if we were doing that, we would have a short runway. And, you know, <laughs> it would run out, you know, again, we don't, you know, if you look at our resources compared to other people, we just don't have those things. Um, you know, we have great, great donors, great, great alumni base, all those things. We just don't have as many as other people. So, again, it, it's the same thing I talked about 18 months ago. Look, we're going to have to be really, really efficient. Our margin for error is much smaller than everybody else's, and we're going to have to our, trust our coaches' evaluation on is this a player that we want to invest in? Um, is he going to be a great teammate, um, add great value to the roster? Can we use him effectively in the marketplace for NIL and the local, regional, and national, you know, uh, brand landscape out there and, and you know, really maximize our earning potential? And so, <clears throat> you know, I think – and again, this is a tribute to our coaches um, and and a tribute to our staff at the collective and, and you know, Denson Hollis and Matt McLaughlin at the foundation and obviously Keith Carter at the head of all this. You know, we have figured this model out and I just keep going back to that. Like there are plenty of things I wish we could change about the model. There's a lot of things that need to be changed. There's some things that don't make it sustainable. And a lot of people get paralyzed by the unique nature of the NIL model right now and, and some of its inefficiencies and ambiguity. But I think what we did, we just put our head down and went to work with it and said, let's just figure it out and let's get the coaches, the collective, the administration, the foundation, let's all get on the same page within the letter of the law uh, and the relevant guidelines that are out there and let's push the envelope and let's try to be really, really progressive and creative um in doing what we're doing and i think also too uh part of that is that we have uh have a great uh talent of coaches who are great evaluators and you know really you have to trust your evaluation on these things you know these portal rankings and portal nil values and all that they come out we say like are all these things really legitimate mm -hmm. and you know you know we sit there and say yeah, whether they are or aren't, we have to trust what we know. We know our culture. We know our locker room. We know the city of Oxford, the University of Mississippi, and all those things. So we have to evaluate, can this person be a viable contributor, both on and off the field, uh, at the University of Mississippi and in the Oxford community? And sometimes those don't line up with portal valuations and portal rankings. And so, like, you've got a kid who you think is the number one portal guy, and he's getting all the press and all the huge number valuations – and then you've got another, maybe a group of five player who isn't getting all the attention. Uh, but your evaluation, both from a performance standpoint, athletic performance, uh, leadership, the intangibles, is right on par with that other player. And you got to trust your evaluation of this kid and not just go chase the, um, you know, the, the sugar high. You know, and so, and I think we like Trey Harris is a great example of that. You know, Trey Harris came out of Louisiana Tech last year and not many people had heard of him. He got caught up in COVID coming out of high school. And our coaches looked at him and said, look, we think this guy can be really, really good and be a, a wide receiver one for us. Um, and then when that, you know, when he got to campus and I was able to meet with him and bring him on with the collective, I realized what a great personality he had and what a great demeanor and a family story and all those things. And so we trusted our evaluation. There were higher, you know, valued wide receiver targets last year you know, that would have cost us a lot more money, but we trusted what we saw in Trey Harris. And I think that's probably the money ball approach that we're trying to take here is that yes, rankings and all those things matter to some degree because our fans love that stuff. And I get why, 
but at the end of the day, trust our gut, trust our evaluation and stretch that dollar. And I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, make that $1 spend like three. And I think we're continuing to do that. Well, it's leading from the front. And that's something that Ole Miss historically hasn't necessarily done. Not, and I'm not just talking about NIL. I just, if we we're all have been around Ole Miss football entire lives, you played for Ole Miss, you know, all this better than anybody. So uh, Ole Miss, at least operationally, for the longest it seemed was always playing catch up with everybody else. And yet here in this new space, and there was a little bit of a panic back in COVID, like, oh my God, this is coming. Is Ole Miss ready? And now because of that early legwork, Jackson Dart is about to be a third, a third year player at Ole Miss. Uh, Quinshawn Junkins, a third year player at Ole Miss. Uh, Trey Harris is going to his second year. Jordan Watkins, his third year. Yes, it looks different. How they got here and how they got to their multiple year careers at Ole Miss is different. But because of that legwork, you can take the resources you have now and go address big needs, right? Yeah. And I think that's been the biggest test. And Ole Miss fans, of course, doing their part as well, and that's got to make it sustainable. But I just think that that leading from the front is what's really led to where Ole Miss is now and this particular heater you are on. Yeah, well, and look, I think people, or they invest in business. Um, whatever they want to spend their disposable income, they got to believe in it. They got to, number one, understand it. And that was the first challenge we had back 18 months ago was like, we got to educate our people on what NIL is and why it is so important. And so I think that was the first thing, education, because a confused donor does not give. Um, so I think it was education. And then it was the impact that we could have. And, you know, if you remember last year, we, we ended the siege football season, not in a great note. We had a bad men's basketball season and a really bad baseball season. And, and I was sitting there, you know, in the spring going, okay, our people are still hanging on and they're still kind of believing in this idea of, you know, the Grove Collective and NIL being a major equalizer and differentiator for Ole Miss. And that's kind of what we sold. Um, and, and knowing that we needed to be able to show proof of concept. We needed to be able to show that this was working. And I think winning 10 games this year, um, having – we would probably be one of the only teams, if not the only team in the top 15, that has a three-year starting quarterback, you know, potential for that, to your point, a, a three-year starting tailback. Um, you know, Jared Ivey coming back, Micah Pettis coming back, Jordan Watkins coming back, all the other players that we have coming back. It just speaks to the culture of what Coach Kiffin has built with his coaching staff. And I think what we've been able to do on the collective side to, to not only pay the players, but to activate them and to help them maximize their platform and to be really competitive with what we're doing off the field on the NIL front. So it just all works together. And if you look at like all the, the portal traffic out there, we have very little portal traffic out there because I think we have great culture and our and our players know that they can they can win big here and then our fans support that. And I, again, I just think that that's, that's been probably the, the the thing to me is now that we can show proof of concept and we can show that, you know, people giving us their disposable income, it's going to be put to the highest and best use. And we have coaches that understand how to understand the model. We have an athletic director who bought into the model. We have a chancellor who allowed our athletic director to buy into the model. And it just, it all comes together. And again, if you look across the landscape out there with other collectives, and I talked to a lot of them, we're very blessed to have the symmetry and alignment that we have. And I think that being to all the things you just said speaks to, you know, the kind of heater we're on, the momentum we're on. And, you know, again, I, you know, not to be the worst, the world's worst tease in America, but it, we're not through and we've got more good things coming and some big news coming leading up to this, this uh, bowl game against Penn state. Well, part of that culture, I think is, um, 
Ole Miss does what it says it's going to do. Because you've seen with other schools that tried to play big in the NIL space have petered out and players have transferred in mass because the commitments that, you know, those those wild things you heard about yeah. NIL recruiting, the numbers being thrown around, that, that wasn't happening. I think uh, that's another important thing, too. Have you sensed that, that when you go out there and you talk to transfers now or transfers last year, that reputation be, that has been built, that Ole Miss does what it says it's going to do, that's been as important as anything else, right? Yeah, look, I mean, it, it sounds really simple, and it's crazy we have to say this because uh, I've been in business all my life, and you got to pay, you got to make payroll. You know, you got to pay people. You got to live by a contract. You know, and that sounds so simple in the normal business world, but this is not the normal business world. And unfortunately, there's so, been a lot of schools out there that have not been able to meet their obligations. And so, you know, every time I sit down and, and talk about this, I, one of the things I'm most proud of is we've been able to fulfill all our obligations, both monetarily. And in just um, enhancing and growing the platforms um, of all our players and giving them new opportunities. Again, being the first collective to sign the, the you know, the National Airline Partner deal and the esports gaming deal and, and those type of things. Like, you know, as long as we're helping our athletes, you know, solve problems, maximize it, um, and then stretching those dollars as far as we can. And to your point, I think the reputation, I think that's what our coaches have done a great job of selling when they're recruiting kids, both high school kids or portal kids. It's like, look, go to our collective's website, look at what they're doing. You know, when you get here, you're going to be a part of this, this highly functioning and efficient collective and this university infrastructure. And we are, we have been able to fulfill all those obligations. So I think that's incredibly important. And then Ben, I would add that, you know, I have some anecdotal information about what some of our competitors have spent like in football and what we spent and I think we're spending our money a lot more wisely than some other people are. And I think that we're, we're, our payroll is not the largest payroll in the SEC. Um, but here we sit with the third most wins in the conference over the last four years. Um, and I think, and, and, and doing it without, without the third biggest payroll. Uh, so I think that speaks to coach Kiffin, our coaching staff, and then our, my staff at the collective, our, all of us involved in it, Keith and Matt McLaughlin and Denson, you know, being able to continue to fund this thing and use it in the most efficient manner. It's that time of year where the weather outside can be frightful. And frightful weather can do real damage to your roof. If you're looking for peace of mind this holiday season, knowing that your roof is taken care of, contact Riverland Roofing. Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. They're a GAF Master Elite Contractor and can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured Riverland Services, Mississippi, and its surrounding states. Don't worry about the roof over your head this holiday season. Contact Riverland Roofing today, 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Or visit riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. Riverland Roofing, for all your roofing needs, and a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. 
Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Ufe Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. What precipitated really the run of returning guys? Because... I mean, this is a culture shift in the sport, Walker. I mean, you remember this. You played on teams. You, you remember how it used yeah. to be. A guy like Trey Harris, after year three, blowing up like he did, it was off to the NFL. Now, the money is the obvious answer. I get that. But sure. to see how Ole Miss was able to retain 
so I mean, virtually everyone. Now Dayton Wade's gone. There, there are others, but like to have Jared Ivy or Trey Harris and Mike Pett, all these guys, old days, you'd have been thrilled to have one or two back. And now Ole Miss yes. is getting every one of them back. What's the culture shift? What has kind of precipitated that? Well, again, and this was this was a, a kind of a thought I had about I don't know two months ago when I started getting ready for the portal and after the egg bowl, what life was going to look like outside of the fact that I would have no life. Um, <laughs> I really was like, okay, where do we need to start first? Cause the portal windows have been condensed a little bit and the portal it's going to, I kind of have an idea of how that's going to play out the timing on that. So my, my thought, and again, this could be wrong because we're all still trying to figure this out. My thought was retention first, retain the guys that make the most difference because that's your core. Those are your culture one locker room guys. Those are the guys that know can play in your system, that can be coached by our staff, that love being in at, at in Oxford and playing for Ole Miss. And you know, uh, let's let's retain this core nucleus that just won ten games, has a chance to win eleven for the first time ever, and let's get those guys in the boat, okay? Because then we can build around it, and also too, it'll help our coaches know what they need to go get in recruiting both in high school, junior college, and the portal. So if we kind of know what our retention and what our returning nucleus looks like, it helps everything. It helps us uh, when kids come in here to visit because you have those guys hosting them and tell them that they're coming back and here's why they're coming back. Uh, it helps our coaches know what needs we need to go fill. And so that was really my my thought process was the moment the Egg Bowl was over, all right, sitting down with, with Lane and staff going, okay, who are the guys, these the core guys that that, that we want to try to, you know, um, keep here? And also, too, the fact that their deals were all coming due in December. So they were up for a renewal anyway. It was time for me to be talking to them. And, um, and we just identified those guys and just immediately got very deliberate and intentional with trying to keep them. And, and, and again, like the guy, Trey Harris, who had a high draft grade. You know, I'm not going to be able to pay him what he could possibly make as a second or third round pick. But what Trey Harris believed in was the ability for him to increase his stock next year, make a run at the playoff in a national championship. We could pay him enough money to where, you know, that was a factor and he could be comfortable uh, and not leave a ton of money out there. Um, but he believed in the mission and believed that he could not only help himself personally uh, improve his track stock, but also be a part of a, of a team that can make a serious run next year um, and win it at all. And so, yeah, I think that was just my thought process was just retention, 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 which will then help us with all those variables in the portal. Did any of the retainees, so any one of them, their return surprise you at all? Or maybe you were counting, okay, I, I think we can get this guy back. I think we can get this guy back. Did any of them kind of go, oh, wow, yeah, this one could be a real possibility, and then it pops? Yeah, I mean, look, I was worried about all of them just because I get it. You know, they're, sure. they're, they're, and every one of them has a dream to play in the NFL. And as they should. And so you don't want to stand in the way of that. You want to be respectful of that. They all have different family dynamics that they're dealing with and, and personal situations. So you've got to be respectful of that as well. I mean, me, the former player, the Ole Miss donor, fan, alum, all that, that I like, I'm like, man, you got to come back. But I, you know, it's like, no, like you got to really be thoughtful and, and, and help them through the decision-making process and the things that are important to them you know, you start hearing about, you know, different things and each one of their uh, their situations are unique. So, I, yeah, I was worried about all of them just because I think they're great mm -hmm. kids. I think they played their heart out for Ole Miss. They've obviously been hyper, you know, incredibly successful on the field. Uh, and they've been great to work with off the field with the collective. So that was where 
I just, I really, you know, like JJ Pegese was kind of the first one and JJ, you know, an Oxford kid, culture one locker room guy, played a lot of snaps, highly productive on the defensive line, you know, had a draft grade, could, could have left. <clears throat> and he just said, look, I, I've got the best of everything right here. I'm playing for a school that I love in my hometown. <clears throat> I'm able to be active in the community. He's doing a toy drive this Christmas with us. Like, and he just was like, you know, the NFL will be there for me. If that's, if that's what God wants, I just want to play another year of college football for this school that I love. And that was really the first one. And I think once we were able to get JJ, you know, in a good place and him letting everybody know he was coming, I mean, you should have seen how fast the the pace picked up with those other guys in the locker room. Like once JJ was like, I'm in, they were like, hey, Walker, let's figure this thing out. And I so I think JJ that, was a big catalyst I love that, you know, for, the, for the rest of them to get it done. And oh. you kind of need one guy to kind of be the guy to kind of get the momentum going. Yeah, you, you got Somebody has to go first. Yeah. If somebody and goes was, first. He was kind of the guy. Yeah. I love that. Well, um, one thing I wanted to mention, too, is I think when NIL really blew up, one thing that everyone kind of thought was going to happen with the rich were going to get richer. And what you have seen is the complete and total opposite. It is parody in college football, the old misses, uh, organizationally coming together and not just being competent, but being ahead of the game in so many ways. Now that college football playoff coming next year, we're finally getting, we're at the place we always wanted to be Walker. Like where yeah. Ole Miss can really legitimately compete for a national title. I mean, th this is, these are the good old days, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, Ben, and this is something that is really, really like two years, whenever we knew the 12 team playoff was coming, we we're like, we got to start planning now to get in that 12 team, mm -hmm. you know? And if it was this year, we'd be in, which is great. But you know, what I want to stress to Ole Miss fans and what Coach Kiffin and I have talked about and Keith and even the Chancellor is the decisions we make now or don't make will be the determining factor whether we get in this time next year. Mm. And what I mean by that is if if we want to be complacent and take our foot off the gas and say, man, we've done a good job and 10 wins is great and all that, and we just, you know, we kind of, you know, get get content – then we we may not get there, but but if we can continue the momentum, continue the good work, and and build on what we have, and if our fans will continue to support us, you know, both monetarily and through all the other things that they do in terms of just positive momentum, um, you know, those we will whether we make the playoff or not next year is going to be determined here over the next thirty days. You know, and that's how do we play in the bowl game. The momentum, if we can get to 11 wins and play well against a great Penn State team, um, continue to lock up our core guys, um, go be really uh, strategic in the portal. If we do those things right now and our fans continue to support us monetarily, then our chances of being in that playoff drastically include. And, you know, you, you can't wait till next fall. It's got to be now. And we're building our roster now. And my overall goal is, just like it is with Chris Beard, with Coach Yo, with Mike Bianco, all our coaches on campus. My goal is to give an NFL platform that is worthy of a championship-level program and, and give our coaches the tools to build a championship caliber team, and we are so close to doing that in football. We're that's, so what I've been, close. that's what I've been trying to tell fans. I mean, if you were ever like – Man, if we could just get to that place, what were you? Did you do your part? Because now you've arrived at the place. You've been waiting for it all your life. You've been saying, "Man, if I could just what? What were you going to do in that marked time in history?" Well, this is the time. If you really want Ole Miss to win a title, 
Never has there been a better opportunity. Before you leave, I wanted, I wanted to ask you about this because you mentioned Chris Beard, 9-0 start, first 9-0 start, or fourth 9-0 start for Ole Miss all time. And this is coming off a year in which Ole Miss only won 13 games. We all knew Chris Beard was elite. But how um, gratifying and how exciting is it from your vantage point because 12 of 16 players on that roster are new. And, yeah. I mean, even the retention <clears throat> of Matthew Morrell and Jamin Brakefield, all of that, T.J. Caldwell, Robert Coward, that, you know, you were a part of that as well. Uh, how exciting and how gratifying then has it been to see this start for Chris Beard and company? Yeah, it's, you know, been it, like it just to see the plan come to come into fruition and to see kind of the, all right, you know, when, when, when I started talk, working with coach Beard back, you know, in the spring and the summer about ret again, retaining the right guys and the nucleus and then giving him the ability to go into the portal um with our reputation at the collective for him to go in and attract those kids to come here, um, you know, to say, look, you can come play at a championship level in the sec in a beautiful arena and a great college town. And when you get here, you're going to be able to interact with one of the most highly functioning collectives out there. And I, and, and again, you say all those things and you, and you hope they're right. And I think just watching coach Beard, and his staff assemble the roster, and how they've done it and you know the 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 way he's gone about to your point taking all these new pieces because that is tough mm -hmm. you know that is probably the biggest challenge right now that I hear from coaches is the locker room culture when you have so much turnover and how do you know and and, and how do you know if this kid's going to fit in and with that kid and and in basketball you, you got to have so much symmetry there and, you know, just sitting with him, we had a VIP day. I'll give you this quick story. Uh, we had a VIP donor day back in August where I had all the coaches come in and basically talk about how they assemble their roster and roster value and roster management in this new world of NIL and the portal. Because I wanted our donors to understand, hey, this is where what you're helping these mm -hmm. coaches because this is the reality. Whether you like it or not, this is the reality of how you have to be successful and how you have to be have a championship level team. Yeah, it doesn't you, matter if you like it or not. This is what it is. This is what it is. And we can complain about it, stick our head in the sand, or we can, man, bow our neck and push through it and trust our coaches and to to so they can be great managers of their roster, great evaluators of talent. And again, take that money ball approach, that kind of professional idea of you know, molding your team together. And watching Chris Beard that day get up there in front of these this, the, the room and work through the roster. Number one, talking about his philosophy and how he coaches and how he plays. And when they made the run at Texas Tech and when he was at Texas ranked number one in the country, this is what I, how I did it. And this is the same blueprint. And here's how we're going to do it. And here's the guys that are going to help us do it. And just watching him do that, I mean, just the amount of sense of pride that that – you know, our AD was able to get him here as our head coach, but then the, the, the confidence knowing that when I go out and, and talk to donors about giving, I've got that guy right there. Who's going to deliver for us. And as you watch this team get better and better and better, and look, we're going to lose a game at some point. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, I'd love to sit here and say he's going to go 42 and 0, yeah, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. But I think that's also probably when he's going to be at his best is he is such a fighter and competitor. When we hit a rough patch or we don't play well and we, and we take a loss, the team, it's not going to stack on itself. And I think the team, you know, that's when Chris Beard's at his best. So tremendous amount of pride, really excited for him and his staff. And, again, it just speaks to all the wonderful things and the proof of concept that I'm telling our fans 
look, you have given heartily and you have given us the ability and our coaches the ability to make a run here. And as we're showing you, it's working. Despite all the other things out there, exactly. the model is working for Ole Miss. And look, it'll change down the road. It'll adapt and we'll adapt with it. But right now, let's continue to use it to our advantage. Uh, and to your point, Ben, earlier, like lead from the front. And as long as we can be a first mover and lead from the front, that's what Ole Miss is at its best. This has to become something that's a part of your life. I mean, if Ole Miss, Ole Miss has always been a part of your life, but I'm talking about um, if if you really want to do your part, I mean, the Grove Collective, even if it's given 10 bucks instead of going eating, you know, Obie's one it. day, all of it. I mean, every every month throw something because it's working. And Walker Jones is in the middle of it. He heads up Ole Miss's Grove Collective. Thank you for this, Walker. You're the man. I appreciate it. We'll do it again. Hey, Ben, I appreciate it. Hey, Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful holiday. Hope to see you over in Atlanta for the Peach Bowl and appreciate all the support you give us, man. It means the world.